today uh, I wanted to make this kind of a easy conversation. And I think that uh, all of us have experience with the church in a heavy kind of way. I My last sermon was after today. And the concept of after today was that this is a new day. It really is a new day. COVID-19, uh, all of the civil unrest and everything else that is going on is actually ushering that new day in. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that when all of this is over, it's going to be a totally different America. That being said, uh, I'm interested to know what you all's opinion is about the emergent church. As I said in, in my uh, time of sharing, I believe the church is going to come out totally different, like we've never seen it before. I also believe that the preacher is going to come out totally different than we've ever seen it before. I believe that the choir and the praise team, if that even still exists after this is over, is going to come out like we've never seen it before. Because I feel like the role of the black church has been so significant, but the role of the ch black church has been largely diminished because it's taken on such a high entertainment value versus really being effective, my opinion. Um, and when I say being effective, I'm not talking about the scary, scary, whoop, whoop kind of spiritual stuff, but I'm talking about a church uh, or a ministry where it is significantly moving people forward. And I don't think a forward movement uh, from the church has been seen for, I'm going to say decades. <laughs> and you all may have a, a better uh, opinion on that than I, but I don't feel, um, you know, even the in entertainment facet of it, and I'm not trying to knock the entertainment facet of it because uh, we are not trying to go and look like bumps on the log and sit and stare at each other for two or three hours at a time with no entertainment up in there. We want something that gives us life, that gives us, and I'm not just talking about spirit. And, and, and so I want to be clear on that. I'm not, I'm not confusing the move of the spirit with, that was just a good song. They put on a good performance. It was a good show. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. And I want to I want to preface that uh, I, I want to interject that 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 concept as well, because I came from a background that unless it was the spirit moving you, anything outside of that was not of God, even if it uh, every good thing ain't the God thing. If you ever heard that statement made. So I'm talking about just sheer entertainment. Sometimes I'm there just for the cracks. <laughs> Sometimes I'm there for, I mean, all kinds of things. I tell, I've told people down through the years, you don't need, you don't need a TV if you can go to church. If you can go to a black church, that's entertainment all by itself. You don't need a TV. As a matter of fact, if they wanted to make some really powerful TV shows, just get different concepts of things that go on in the black church, and baby, you can you can make millions. <laughs> Because it's just that kind of entertainment uh, factor that's involved. But outside of the entertainment factor of it, I do feel that there was a time when there was still some uh, uh, ability to move people forward. Um, and I, I want to come from a different, a couple of different angles. I want to talk about the preacher and the preacher post-COVID. And I also want to talk about 
the music and the entertainment factor uh, post-COVID. And I know some people are going to be offended that I'm saying entertainment and calling music entertainment. I'm calling preaching entertainment. Uh, but we all, I, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we know that there's a lot of entertainment that goes on in church. It, 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 I, I, uh, yay, nay, am I the only one on this uh, uh, platform that has that kind of opinion? I agree 100% from the welcome committee all the way down to the dinner in the parking lot entertainment. <laughs> She's at the dinner in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> the mini dinners in the parking lot. The mini. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Rhonda, your, what's your opinion? <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot of entertainment in, in the church <laughs> but we will be amazed that it's not just the black church no, <laughs> there's absolutely. a lot of entertainment in the church <laughs> okay so then I thank you for opening that up because I was more so focusing in and I am involved with the churches outside the black church but let's just make it a the emergent church and not put any color to it so 2020, we have said all along that it's going to be a year of clear vision. So with that clear vision, um, what do you envision? And let's start with the, the preached word. How do you envision, envision the emergent church after uh, we're saying post-COVID, post-civil unrest. How do you see the preacher's role in the church? <laughs> uh, the preacher will still be the shepherd. However, this is going to be uh, a time where people are finally going to talk to God for themselves and realize you don't have to go through anybody else. It's time to go within. So, uh, because what God is doing is, is he's moving through the, the heart and the mind of people so that they can hear the new word. Mm -hmm. So the, the fresh and new word. Mm -hmm. And so they will still be the shepherd. However, people are going to learn. Because you know, as we know, especially during the pandemic, they tell them to come on the church, come on the church, and they go on the church, and then they get the virus. Okay, well, now it's going to be where they're going to talk to God for themselves and learn how they don't have to have a middleman, mm -hmm. but they're going to learn how to go within. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. John, what do you think? I think 2020 has completely demolished the walls. The, everything that that we would define as traditional church behavior, if you will, etiquette, whatever, it's done. Uh, two, three, four, five times a week, I don't know, people inbox me and, and ask, you know, a, a prayer request or something like that. But ever since I started passing, that number has went up. Tremendously, other tongues, <laughs> because it it speaks 
to everybody. Now, not just the cussing. <laughs> Maybe it is the cussing. <laughs> but it's the, I think the humanity of it, exactly. you know, the down to earth of it. So the I'm going to, well, let me not say that. The 20, the emergent preacher is somebody who relates directly to the people. There is no wall that I can't touch you. I can't know that's, that's over. And that, that emergent preacher is relatable. Mm -hmm. It's just like the person that you are speaking to. Okay. You can speak your whole truth and instead of hiding and pretending to be a big something that you're not, this new preacher will find more people just want to hear the truth, not the nonsense, just the truth. And that will free the folk. Can we free them today? Amen. Amen. <laughs> and there you have the new preacher. So <laughs> I, I had this conversation uh, with Rashida. And so it's interesting that you made that comment that since they, and, and by the way, let me commend you ladies for yes, you, because I'm getting all kinds of compliments and people that are listening who are really enjoying uh, the commentary. But I was talking to Rashida and I said, it's no longer going to be the preacher with the P and the status, mm -hmm. but the reacher drop the P mm -hmm. drop the, the personality of the image of the quote unquote preacher and people that are reachers that can genuinely reach the people. And it's not the Elliot Ness untouchable syndrome, but they want to touch you. That being said, uh, uh, when you talked about they want to hear the truth, I will say this. Um, and I don't know if you guys got to see Dave Chappelle or not. Uh, but Dave Chappelle did a they were coming to hear him do a stand up uh, comic show. They was like, ain't nothing funny. And that man spoke. What, how many? How long was it, Rashida? Like 20-something minutes of truth. I was impacted by to the extent, uh, and he spoke in, he, he, he spoke in a language that people could understand. And as he said, you all didn't come in force to hear me be funny. funny. Uh, he said, but you all came because you know I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth. And that man sat there for 27 minutes of hard truth. And he preached for 27 minutes. He preached for 27 minutes. I heard and gleaned more from him than I've heard the preached word from the preachers. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about impacting and I'm not trying to put preaching down. I'm not trying to put preachers uh, in, in, in a trick bag, but I do have to say that there's something about relevance and speaking truth post COVID that I think all ministers are going to have to have a come to Jesus moment. Secondly, Maddie in the morning, I don't know if uh, anybody subscribes to her, but Maddie in the morning is 
uh, she was raised in the church, so she knows all the ins and outs and the particulars of the church. Uh, very powerful within the LGBTQ IP community. That woman preaches. I mean, she will feed you if you listen to her. She's straight up raw, but I I've been watching these personalities as they're emerging on media and I'm realizing these are the preachers post COVID and after all this is over with. I mean, give me your input or maybe you've seen some other people. I'm just sharing I mean, I got fed. Maddie fed me <laughs> and uh, uh, Chappelle fed me. Not that I was looking for it, but I mean, they had word. They had right now rhema word. And I was, let, let me come here. I can remember because I came from a church where we basically knew the Bible frontwards and backwards, in and out. And that's just the way we were raised. I love it. I appreciate it. But the downside to that is between myself and my two sisters, who are also post-COVID preachers, I might add, because I right. mean, they, <laughs> listen, those babies break it off. While they try to talk about I'm not this and I'm not that, those babies come locked and loaded every time. And yes, they, they, got, they got something to bring. And they're yes, bringing they it do. with fire. They are bringing it with fire. Right. But I have had the dismal experience through my youth into my later adult years of listening to preachers that I can preach every single word along with them while they preach. And it just takes me over the edge because there's no life in it other than E flat, B flat, C sharp or whatever key they're doing it in. There's nothing fresh. There is nothing fresh about that word. Nothing fresh about that. I've heard it. Heard it all before. I've heard it. And so it's like, if they can put it together in a comprehensive way where it all at least associates with the theme or the thought, if they can do that, Many, many times it still comes out being regurgitated word that you've heard 5,001 5, times. So, and, and not, not to, because I do know some preachers that, uh, hey, a preacher's preacher, if you want to call it from that standpoint. And I'm not talking about with the trappings of I can tune it up and whatever. But they do have good word and they do have good preaching mechanics. So it's not lack of that. But those are getting farther and fewer between to find those. So all of that being said, I'm looking and I'm observing and I'm personally one of those that's walking away saying I'm getting fed more over here than I'm being fed over here. Anybody that has any similar uh, re, 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 reaction or uh, I don't know, talk to me. Is Rhonda still here? Hi, well, yeah, okay. I'm frozen, but I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to make sure. <laughs> look, and I like it, girl, because I can close my eyes and talk and look. <laughs> girl, lay back, relax, and talk. 
So y'all just keep that picture right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure you were here. <laughs> yeah, what was I going to say? Well, look, you know what? I've been like that for a while, and y'all know that. Because I always have gotten it from some what you call the other side. Uh, you know, I always get everything from, from music. We talked about music before. Girl, that's that secular music that they call. Girl, that's where I get mine from. So uh, I always get fed elsewhere. Uh, and in saying that, people are really just everything you've all, everybody have said so far on the broadcast, on the podcast, people are ready for this. Their their hearts and minds are being prepared for this. And the only ones that's going to have a problem with it are the religious people. So get ready because the religious people will fight back behind this. But people are ready. And like I told you last Sunday on the podcast, when the people go to church and they hear the same drawn out, warmed up, they're leaving. They're not going to stay. So the preachers are going to have to step up to the plate. They're going to have to go within and they're going to have to do what's right, too. Or they, the people will not be there. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely from the other side. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're flowing. They got mm-hmm. look. The church is the only one buffering. Right. <laughs> they are you know. buffering. They yeah. that are trying to be in the flow, but they're yet buffering and they don't even know that they're buffering. Right. Wow. <laughs> right. They are like that internet that is caught up and buffering and you never get a picture. You never get a word. You never get, or else it's a word that you already heard 5,000 times before. Right. Uh, but you, it just. Right. Cause they, they messing up. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. They're, they're, mess, they're messing up the scripture where it says, uh, put, bring, put them in remembrance of my word. Well, that don't mean preach the same thing over and over and over and over. <laughs> or prophesy you know. the same thing over and over and over. Same thing over right. and over, yeah. Because some so of them are not preaching it. it from the word. They're trying to prophesy, but you heard that prophecy five, ten, ten times already, and it's the same soup warmed over. Right. And somebody else got it. Listen. I'm still waiting on it. So, because somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I said at one point, it's so many people prophesying out here and prophesying that if all those prophecies had to be fulfilled before Jesus came back, he's never coming back. Okay. <laughs> wow. It's just You're that right. much prophecy going on. It's just that much prophecy already out there, and we ain't seen mm. none of it. But uh, wow. not to get on that end, but Jonna, I want to get your what is your take and what's your experience there? Well, I'm I'm 50-50. Most mornings I start off with a sermon from somebody. And then by the end of the day, I could be listening to trap music and be just as moved. It just, you know, it's for me, it's a mindset and you can hear in anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can hear, you know, so to especially now and now that that everything is is changed and a quick change at that. I can hear, of course, it was that way for me before, but now I see more and more people are relaxing their 
standards on what is and what isn't acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So help me with somebody mm -hmm. that maybe came from a background like mine. And when they, number one, when they heard you say uh, lacks their standards, automatically red lights start going off because they've been indoctrinated and taught very quickly uh, and stringently. Anytime you start talking about relaxing standards, you know that's the devil. So mm -hmm. help somebody that is trying to really make Oh, and and let's let, let's be clear. Sometimes those individuals that number one, uh, quote unquote, hold up to standard, they sometimes they're the, the main ones that are lying and 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 carrying on because they're actually trying to live a false life that's really not what they're doing. Uh, which is some of why you got people looking on saying, "I don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth" because I'm looking at what you're doing and, and it, it doesn't match up. But help somebody that is really struggling to understand how I can flow in that area and still be spiritual. You have to open your, your mind and your heart to it and, and know who you are. First of all, you have to know who you are, know who you are in God, because there is no set way to do anything really. And, you know, you can do, be you and he'll find you and you can find him in whatever way possible whatever way is feasible just take a deep breath mm -hmm. and relax mm -hmm. and let it come okay mm -hmm. it's it's coming mm -hmm. you just have to be open to it you have to be open to it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because it's, it's not the Oh, go ahead, Rhonda. I was just saying, because it's not about a change. It's about a transformation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But it's an it's the old time religion thought process that we've got to go through and deal with. And then just be, like she said, be you. Letting go of the old order for the new order, which is what we've been saying mm -hmm. all along. Reset and just say, God, you know, re remake my thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think this is huge because I'm like Jana, I'm having more people that are encountering me now and wanting to know the way, but not, not necessarily the old way, but because of the, the fact that uh, I'm perceived relatable so that they can relate to what I'm saying, my, the way of my approach and everything uh, and just keeping it real makes it more welcoming and inviting for people to want to reach mm -hmm. out that otherwise would be fearful to reach out. And there are a lot of people mm -hmm. that want to break out of the bag, but they don't know how, especially when they're still going mm -hmm. to churches that are very much in the bag. You all know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm -hmm. And the new is not going to agree with the old. Mm -hmm. Come on with your scripture, Rhonda. Put it out there. Girl, I'm just telling it like it is. It's not. You can't put that new wine in oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right right i hadn't even said that today <laughs> new wine new mind new understanding new everything yeah mm -hmm. uh, look a visible expression to an invisible god Come on. Is what we're doing. Come on. Right. That's a good word. That's a good word. You better prophesy on here. Right. So this is something I want to address while we're talking about the newness, because 
I think the old and 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 I want to come here and I'm sure I'm going to get some backlash. And if you all feel sensitive to the point that you don't want to jump on it, that's OK. I can stand alone. But I think we have to also during this time of looking at the abuse of black people, uh, we also have to identify that the church has been an abuser. Do you all agree with that or disagree? Fifty-fifty. Fifty-fifty. Okay. Let me put this out. And I see John is thinking. Let me put this out. <clears throat> I'm meeting <clears throat> as a social activist to bring about change uh, within the community with everything that's going on in our current civil discourse. And I am not surprised, even though some others may be shocked, stunned, and and surprised by this. Many people that want change do not want clergy involved. Mm. They have actually verbalized, we're mm -hmm. open to people that want to help and we're open to different groups and organizations. We do not want clergy. What do y'all mm -hmm. think about that? Now, That's I know back to what Jonna said from the very beginning about the, the preacher and all the changes that's got to be made and become more reachable, approachable. Don't come, you know, being judgmental. That's why they don't want to see them. So they're going to have to do a whole 180 because people don't want to have deal with the clergy. Yeah, traditionally, I mean, they, they did. It's just not a good reputation. Mm -hmm. And and that's not saying that everybody is terrible because of course not. But there have been a few that have kind of ruined it for the rest. And the people just don't trust them. Now, you know, they just don't. And mm -hmm. uh, they have a right to feel mm -hmm. that way with some of the things that have gone on. Well, Al Sharpton said, Holy punks. <laughs> he did say it. He did yeah. say it. And then someone on in my feed box said that they were holy punks looking for anniversaries to spend the money. And I'm everybody don't get upset because I'm not talking about all preachers. Correct. But that's just what people are thinking about clergy. Correct. They want the anniversaries, they want the money, they want to drive the big cars, they want to have the big houses, and then we're down here living from paycheck to paycheck. That's just what people think. And so they want the change, but they don't want the clergy. So let me specifically identify, and, and, and they're not the only ones, but I definitely want to specifically identify that LGBTQIAP wants no clergy uh, at this point until there's a level of healing because they have stories of casting out demons where, and, and listen, I'm there was a gentleman that came on Maddie's show that almost had me in tears. And what he described was nothing less than what we would consider rape as ladies, where they were trying to do an exorcism and he was literally being held down uh, almost like uh, George Floyd from head to toe by a group of uh, uh, people 
that were trying to cast the devil out of him and he's crying and screaming and and asking to be let up from the floor and they're like no that's a demon in you and you're not getting up until it comes out and so he I mean, and he's an older gentleman, but you can tell he is still completely traumatized by this experience. Uh, And Maddie said to him, you know, even, you know, hey, therapy. Uh, But he doesn't stand alone in those types of experiences. I'm using that for LGBTQIAP, but there are other people that it it wasn't even uh, a matter of sexual orientation there are people that have been quote unquote exercised uh in services where uh they matter of fact let me go here and this just dropped down in my mind Rashida and I were playing with a young uh white brother uh and uh we were having a great time and he when he found out that I believed in speaking in tongues it freaked him out and his freak out wasn't about the tongues. His freak out was about the fact that he had gone to a church where they had a quote unquote lock in. But what they did was literally lock all the doors. <laughs> they got this brother in here and he to this day, and he's not joking. He is traumatized, and I'm not uh, throwing shade at people that, hey, I'm I'm Pentecostal in origin, so, uh, you know, but at the same time, I do want to say I was probably taken aback by the way this was done, because it really was done in a very frightening way, Um, and especially for someone that has no idea what you all are getting ready to do in here. All I know is I got invited to a locky and I had no idea I was about to go through what I'm getting ready to go through. And then the locking of the doors was <laughs> now we've been someplace where they locked the doors that it wasn't my doing, but I've been someplace where they locked the doors and said, don't let the people out. So, uh, you know, I'm not just trying to get locked in and focused on one particular area, People have traumas that have come from not even related to you just want an anniversary and y'all trying to collect money. People are mentally and emotionally traumatized. So what's your take on that? So that's real stuff. Well, I mean, I know it happens and and people are, it causes you to be traumatized. I would be traumatized watching it. Uh, and, and that's sad, but the, that too is going to change. You know, tell them don't give up to just, you know, keep the faith because that will change. And uh, I'm like you, I have lots of people reaching out to me and especially the LGBTQ uh, communities. We want you to marry us. We want you to do this and, because they see I'm just free mm-hmm. and you know, there's no bondage. And so people and people can sense that as well. So but it's got to be got to be a transformation. At the end of the day, people just want to be loved. You know, mm-hmm. people just want and, and they know when they feel it and sense it and when they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And so this is the one point. And Jana, I want to get your opinion, uh, your input before I move on to another thought there. But uh, love is is key. 
Yes, ma'am. Well, as far as that, his experience, I think, you know, that's terrible. And we have been, the church has been awful to the LGBT community, just absolutely awful. And and it, I mean, like you said, it, it, you don't even have to be a, a member of that community. We've been mean to pretty much, they'll find something, okay, to be mean about. And that has got to go. This new people, when they're not getting ready to deal with that, I'm not getting ready to deal with it. It's, it's just that lack of compassion and acceptance, that is not going to fly. And I think the church was in the middle of a, a turn before this. Mm-hmm. And this put us on a fast track. It's either, well, I'm just going to start cussing again. But like the old people in my family used to say, now it's time to shit or get off the pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to have to do. It's time to do it or stop. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to learn how to love people, learn how to practice the very same gospel that we constantly preaching, learn how to accept people just like we have been accepted. Because the, the nonsense is not going to stand. We don't have time for that. People have been dropping dead. Mm-hmm. People are traumatized by that. Mm-hmm. People are traumatized by this whole six months and 14 days or whatever of 2020. And we no longer have time to waste with bull. We just don't have it anymore. We don't have that kind of time. It's time to move on. Excellent. Excellent. That's my two cents. Do you feel as we come out into the new, do you feel that we'll have a responsibility to try to bridge the old with the new? Um, <laughs> that was a quick response. Go right ahead, Rhonda. Yeah, girl. I already said that, girl. They're not going to even go together. No, ma'am. I said that a while ago. The old and the new will not even fit. No. Look, but don't fit. Don't force it. Mm-mm. The old. <laughs> don't make me sing that song. The the old and the new are not going to agree at all. Because, baby, I'm telling you, y'all mark my word. Get ready for God to mess with your brain. I'm talking about a divine brain surgery. Yes. Because, honey, that is what's going to happen. Uh-uh, we've been satisfied too long. And look, the word, we get ready to check a new meaning for the word thirsty. You know, the girls out there saying they thirsty. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, uh-uh. No, we're going to all be thirsty. We should all be thirsty. Thirsty for the new wine. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's a new thirst on the horizon. Mm-hmm. 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 Johnny, you're laughing. What, I want to hear what's going through your mind right now. <laughs> right, right. I'm just laughing at, at, one, at Rhonda and her wine. <laughs> 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 yeah, you get, you get thirsty. <laughs> I'm thirsty for my uh, snow cone. I got to hear him get off here so I can get it. 
<laughs> I do feel that there is this massive move of God that we're going to see like we've never seen before. Even when the, the scripture talks about in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. But I don't think it's going to look like what we've seen before. Mm -hmm. It's not going to sound like what we've seen before. It's not going to be any of that. And you're going to see it and hear it in abundance from all different directions at the same time. I mean, just an absolute deluge, a flood, uh, mm -hmm. uh, outpouring. Uh, and, you know, this is what I'll say to kind of answer my question. And, and John, I haven't forgotten you if you have something to comment along that line, because uh, uh, Rhonda was so quick to, uh, 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 she didn't even let me get the question out of my mouth. <laughs> but I feel, Sorry. <laughs> no, you don't have to be sorry. I love it. But I think what's going to happen, the ones that are going to be converted from the old are going to get the rain from the new. And when that begins to fall and it falls on them too, they're going to get it. Uh, and then you got those who are going to have their spiritual umbrellas or they'll never even come out of the house of the old and uh, just reject it altogether because they just can't, they can't see the moisture. Uh, and, and what the bones are dry, dry and very dry. But we're going to have some some connecting of the bones and life that's going to come back into the bones. Ezekiel 37, mm -hmm. isn't that what we had down there in Fort Smith? Uh, <laughs> yep, we did. <laughs> there's an outpouring that's girl, coming. Outpouring, there's girl. There's an outpouring. Finally. <laughs> you know how long we've been waiting on that, girl? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> girl. Be happy, Lord. Lord, help me. Hey. Y'all know how long I've been waiting. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I specifically wanted to come here today. I, you know, I, I tried to, to uh, really keep uh, a neutral position as far as uh, spirituality and stuff like that. But because I've got so many people that are now reaching out and they're wanting to understand it, they're wanting to have uh, a connection outside of the churchy uh, element. And so it was like, I felt like we needed to kind of come here and put this out here for those that are listening, because many people are looking for the new and they're really tapped into the new. Sometimes it's almost like I'm into the new, but I don't see the new anywhere. Am I wrong? And it's like, no, baby, mm -hmm. you, you on point, <laughs> you are on point. It's just that as you've come into the emergent church or you've come into the emergent level of, of coming on into a spiritual, personal, one-on-one -on -one relationship with God that's not fake, phony, or founded on expectations of people, uh, you, you're, you're treading in water that there's nobody out here talking. There's nobody out here teaching on this area. Uh, but I think that's, that's quickly going to change. I think that's quickly going to change. But if you want to hear the truth, and I think both Jonna you and Rhonda have said this, whether it's music that people are calling secular or whatever, if you have your ear open to hear it, you will hear it and understand it. Do you agree? I totally agree. Absolutely. And so... And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's the difference. That's the... The turning point is, is letting letting go so that you can hear it you and like the quick shift one day we were moving out just fine and then the very next day we're locked down mm -hmm. but it was it was difficult and everybody was you know freaking out and we were like what in the world is going on here but we did it 
Same thing. Mm -hmm. Just make that quick shift. And, you know, this is what I need to do. I have to allow myself to be open to hear from any source and accept it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That being the shift, how is that going to impact our now spiritual music? Mm. I hope a lot. <laughs> Expound. Because I, I I feel more, and I don't like to use the word feel, but I receive more from the, the secular music than I do the 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 religion, the Christian music. They a lot of our they just want to get a good shout. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes I like to just sometimes just go in. And I tell y'all, girl, I sat there and listened to Tupac, Keep Your Head Up, mm-hmm. girl, and the tears began to flow down my face. Mm-hmm. I mean, so people need to, whatever you're going through, have something that you can relate to or something that will minister to you. And all genres of music should be able to minister to people mm-hmm. and whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with a good shout. We like good shouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, we need more than that. Mm-hmm. Jana, your thoughts? <laughs> I'm I'm a little different on on this one. I I can hear you know whatever I need to hear in any genre. I I love a good old traditionally quiet and neat hymn. I mean, it blesses me every time, mm-hmm. and I can we can go on and shout a little bit if we want to. Uh, we can get into some. I don't necessarily like Christian contempo, but you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, just whatever. But I think what the people today, the the new people coming up, and even some of the older ones, we just need something fresh. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, one song, and this is this is probably a little wild, but whatever. Ice Cubes, Today Was a Good Day. That thing blesses me every time. And all the cussing and the inappropriate inappropriate content, it, that song blesses me every time because he's talking about one day in his life, little events that happened along the way, and at the end of the day, it was a good day. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. Mm-hmm. I would turn it on and play okay. it and get to bopping and carrying on, you know, and go on about my business. It gives me life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and when we talking about a little bit of on that. Right. Yeah. They, they all need anointing. Whatever type of music it is, just have the anointing. That's all. Mm-hmm. Whatever, just have the anointing. Maybe somebody's confused when you say have the anointing. What do you mean by that, Rhonda? Well, this one... Uh, most of um, them, well, God inspired, Holy Ghost inspired. Uh, you have your, your anointing on there, and hey, that's all that's needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, and a lot of times I've started readdressing the way I talk to particularly young people who are trying to understand old school terminology and mm-hmm. what does that mean to me today? Yeah. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I share, and I think I mentioned this already in one of our Yes You episodes, uh, the gentleman that everybody knows him in, in uh, 
Hollywood and and the entertainment arena and da 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 da. Uh, they call him the uh, Godfather, uh, Clarence. I can't think of his last name, but anyway, he's anointed for that. And when I tell you that man is anointed, he is every major, every major anything that has been, every major entertainer, every major record company. Every this man has had his hands in all of it, uh, and 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 very easily done. He was anointed for that. When you find what it is that's your life calling and what you're supposed to do and flow mm -hmm. in it, that's the anointing. So if mm -hmm. Ice Cube is experiencing and expressing what he went through one day in his life and he's doing it with the anointing on him, it comes across in a way where it impacts. It's the power mm -hmm. to impact. It's the power mm -hmm. to influence. And that's the thing I think we have to identify in all of our traps, trappings of what we've created and called it the anointing, the influence is gone. The power is gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, hello. Mm -hmm. um, even the originality of the, the, the creative that God has blessed us with, because then I start imitating this person and I'm imitating that person and there's no real original me in there. Uh, and then I wonder why it's not impacting and why it has no influence. So whenever we find and understand whatever it is that God has given us and then do it with the fullness of us in it, that brings the influence and the impacting and the power, which i.e. the mm -hmm. anointing. And, and so, mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, I want to bring that from a, a, another realm of thinking because a lot of people are still confused from old school and thus feeling excluded and feeling like they are powerless when it's like, no, the only time you, you get powerless is when you're not being yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. When you try to be something and someone that you are not, you will lose your power. Mm -hmm. So um, I am looking for uh, I've listened to this episode and I'm looking for some artists that you would recommend. Uh, and I understand the flow is strictly everybody individually. So Rhonda, you heard Tupac. Uh, Jonna, you heard uh, Ice Cube. Uh, Rashida, I'm sure you'd have a whole different list of people. And then, of course, I still come with a whole myriad of all different types of background, but I still predominantly have uh, gospel because that's my strongest influence that, that I'm really, really familiar with. So even within that, I can say there are songs that speak to me. And then in the gospel arena, there are songs that definitely do not speak to me. So not just because it's a gospel song, is there a message that resonates in my spirit? Because uh, a lot of it is like, no, no. <laughs> I laughed at Carlton Pearson when he said, I didn't like We Shall Overcome when they brought it out the first time. <laughs> I sure ain't gonna sing I it now. Up too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surely yeah. not gonna sing it now. But okay, so we got listeners and they're like, okay, give me some ideas of who I can broaden myself and branch out to. Who would be some of your folks? Who would be some of your peeps? Life Jennings. I knew that was coming. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh well, you know, for me, I'm always going to have to say Jill Scott and Erica Badu. They, they, both of those ladies have uh, a lot of good stuff that can take you wherever you want to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> we uh -huh. want to go to church, then let's go. And when we're ready to leave, let's go. 
Same music. <laughs> and I've been listening a lot to Avery Sunshine lately. Yes, I just turned her off before this podcast. Yeah, she's, yeah. Mm. Wow. Jimmy, she Avery. sung Safe in His Arms. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does a good job on that. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to look Avery up because she's new to me. That's that's new in my on my ear. My earlobes. Yeah. She's good. Yeah, she's good. She's gonna be 50 50, 50 percent church, 50 percent uh-huh. RB. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and she did the free concerts through the, the quarantine, and oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it, it's awesome! And you know what? A lot of them reached out and did that, and that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else would you think? Because I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down because I, I mean, you, you guys are enlightening me. Mm, who else did I? Let me ask you this while you're thinking, and maybe you will come up with somebody else or not. It's okay. What is it that draws you to the names of the people that you gave me? What is the draw? I listen to them, and I'm not just a song, not just one song, but I listen to them. I watch them and uh, they just, they ministered to me and I just believe they were ministers to others. Is it, are you listening for lyrics? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's for me, it's their ability to transport. Mm -hmm. If I Mm -hmm. listen to your music, can it take me wherever it is I need to go? And that's what bothers me so much about church music versus secular music, because the church music thing, and this is just my opinion, you have a lot of talented people and no power, if you will. And then you have a, people on the secular scene mm-hmm. and they may not have the skill or whatever they call it, um, but the music just transforms the room, the people in it. It takes you anywhere you want to go heal you up, you know, whatever you need. It's all right there. And that's what draws me. I can really mm-hmm. care less about skill. What's the emotion, mm-hmm. the feeling, the energy of mm-hmm. the music? Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. what I want. I don't I don't care about your running skills and whatnot. What what does your music feel like? That's that's what yeah. draws sometimes me to it. sometimes I like the words. And sometimes I don't mm-hmm. even hear, know what the words are. I like the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I can deal with both of them. Mm-hmm. But girl, I love me some Diedrich Hatton. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's I, be I fair love. on that. If, you, if, if we're throwing out some gospel, who would you throw out? Girl, I love me some Diedrich. Because Diedrich, he, Diedrich reminds me of myself. He doesn't have a religious bone in his body. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's, still, he's a church boy though, but he, he's good. He is, and he's a church boy, but girl, he's just like, he's just real. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite, I don't know, I, I like a lot of gospel music, but I love Donald Lawrence's feel. I, lo- I love the way he can bring a story to life. Mm-hmm. I like how he preaches in his, I mean, he'll just preach you silly. And you just, you know, sing it and don't even realize that you just had a whole sermon, you know, 
what's the song? Oh, Back to Eden. Oh, that yes. thing. I can almost clap my and you know be dancing and rocking, and then I feel like I need to cry every time I hear that song because of the message in it. You know, don't get me on Back to Eden. Come on with Back to Eden. Come on. I baby. love his his writing skills, and plus, I think Donald writes for a lot of secular folks too, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. I he used to write for um, Stephanie Mills back in the day. And didn't he write for Mary a little bit? Uh, I, I think know. maybe one song. I, and, and I would agree with you there. Donald has been prophetic. Donald has been, mm -hmm. I mean, he's just been all over the place. Uh, and outside of the typical bo uh, box, it's not even just a matter of it, he has written songs that people didn't get the full understanding of what he actually had written in those words until years later. It's almost like mm -hmm. they listen to it, play it over and over and over again. And then finally the light bulb goes off and you get a revelation moment. But uh, I mean, it, back to Eden, you know, that's my song. I love it. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I can just go through a whole list of things. Uh, and even where you started with Bible stories, the ability to just tell a Bible story in a way mm -hmm. that some people, that's probably the only way they know Bible stories is from listening to his mm -hmm. version of the, the album Bible stories. Because when they went to Sunday school, they wasn't hearing the word them people were saying because they were not a bit more interested. <laughs> but when he said, walk out on the water and don't be afraid, hey, you know, then all of a sudden it's like I, I have a story that I can actually relate to. Uh, and he just took that and kept expanding it. He just kept expanding it. So kudos to him for that. Um creativity that he, he he continues to flow in and i also think he aligns himself with people ministries and ministers that are forward thinking and then takes those concepts and puts them to music and or as god inspires him dietrich had i can remember and 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 so uh rhonda my nephew who was now grown and married and having children i can remember when he was uh just barely more than a toddler and every night my sister said he wanted to hear dietrich hatton every single night uh and something about his music uh i mean now when you can touch little babies mm -hmm. where little babies want to hear your song mm -hmm. every night before they and i was it sinner's prayer did he have sinner's prayers that one? Mm -hmm. he went and, and not from a legalistic mm -hmm. bondage kind of way but my sister said he would be so it was almost like it was ministering something to that baby and so she said every night before he went to bed when she would go in to put him down he wanted to hear dietrich hatton and they closed out with sinner's prayer and so you know i think it's powerful when you can be yourself, like you said, get rid of all of the uh, churchiness and all of the trappings that don't allow you to be your full self and just write and just be and just do whatever, you know. Uh, and I think if we can ever start really focusing, well, I don't want to say focus on, just be yourself. But I think when we start seeing the young people, because it, like I said, when the raindrops start falling, when the anointing starts falling, when the new drops and the dew drops start falling, uh, it's just going to fall. When we see the babies coming to a different level, when we see the little bitty ones 
uh, wanting to get in uh, and make sure they can hear, see, touch, feel, smell, whatever, then you know you got to flow. Then you know you got to flow. So uh, I appreciate you all's input. I want to, um, if you were saying something to encourage, uh, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask each of you, if you were going to say something to encourage somebody that's just getting started on this journey in the new, what would be your honest first steps that you would say to them? And I, I heard you earlier, John, when you said that the idea of, uh, just getting quiet, uh, and, and, and love it, meditation and all of that. But I, I'm genuinely dealing with individuals that are on the fir very first steps, not even the leg, but the very first steps of their new journey. And if you were going to tell them something and speak into their spirit, what would you speak life into them? I would say there is room for you and not to exclude yourself by letting other people define anything about your journey. Your journey is yours. Your experiences are yours. They are valid. It is real. And they belong to you. And you have the power to make this whatever you want it to be. And whatever you decide is okay. It is okay. Whatever you decide is okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Rhonda. Hmm. First, I would probably tell them to remember not the former things. You know, don't don't let anything in the past cloudy your thinking. Uh, it's it's just about you and God. And the main thing is uh, to clear your mind, love God, love creation, and everybody else mind your business. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm serious buy the business because don't get involved in it. leave them alone leave them alone yes. that's a good word that's a good word for us that's a good word for us leave folk alone and let them make their journey mm -hmm. that's beautiful and that brings us right up to the close of the hour. I really have enjoyed listening to your thoughts and your ideas and your concepts. And my goal here and my prayer is that uh, some of the people that are pulling and tugging are going to hear this and they're going to get freed up to move on to uh, that next, next place of uh, loving and living and being who they are. Uh, without any trappings, without any hindrances, and just them and God in a new place. Uh, yeah. Amen. 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 I appreciate y'all.